to listen to the Left Traffic Podcast. What is up, Lap Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 242 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. I am your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. And yes, that is the siren. We all know what that means. Mr. Chase Elliott. Chase from the same place gets it done. Can't wait to talk about that in a little bit. Hope you all had a fantastic weekend. Well, we are 11 for 14. What an interesting weekend of racing we had. Get to all that in just a bit. Before we do, this week's show is brought to you by Angry Brew. Roast the competition. Be the first to the finish line with Five Lakes Angry Brew. Angry Brew is a massively caffeinated, uh, incredibly high-octane, power-packed fuel uh, coffee that will get you through your day every day. When you need a power-up, reach for Angry Brew. Coffee with a punch. Uh, the wife and I, uh, we were at a hotel this uh, this uh, past weekend that had Angry Brew, which was pretty cool. Took a picture of that, tweeted that out there, and got some Angry Brew contest winners coming up in a little bit. Going to win some awesome uh, Spencer Boyd Angry Brew lap traffic swag in just a little bit. Very excited about that. Uh, speaking of this weekend, so... Uh, this past week was an interesting one for me, uh, as I am making a career change. Uh, same industry, just uh, changing the job title and where I'm going to be working. So last week was my last week at the old company where I was uh, there for four and a half years, had an incredible experience with them, and I've got this week off, which is great. And then next Tuesday, starting the new chapter. So uh, uh, we, we took that opportunity to go out of town this weekend for a couple days. Uh, just got back this afternoon like literally got fantasy updated started writing the show uh put some uh finishing touches on some things and and literally started recording so if i was a little mia this weekend on social media uh that's why but like i said took the opportunity to get out of dodge for a few days before things ramp up with the new job and all that uh and then saturday before we left uh, i had the chance uh brad yunker came up uh, along with andrea uh, from yunker motorsports played some golf hung out with them so it was a, a jam-packed few days and, and all that good stuff. And, and now, hey, uh, a couple days to relax, three-day weekend. Uh, I am I'm ready to fire up the smoker, the barbecue. I'm ready to smoke meat, watch ricin, uh, as I'm, I'm sure a lot of you are as well. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed last week's show with Jeff Striegel on Tuesday. I'm telling you, that was Jeff's 16th time on the show, and that might have been the best appearance yet. So go check out Tuesday's show. And, of course, go check out Thursday's show with Dustin Albino. He was back after almost a month, and I'll tell you, that was probably the best Jayski bonus show to date. So go check out those two shows uh, if you haven't already. Uh, tonight's show, a little different, uh, as you may have saw on social media, CJ Wolliver is going to be on. So we're going to be talking all the things. So I'm not going to have a designated spot for all three series since we're going to lump everything in with CJ. Uh, I've, I've got to work on the next Jayski bonus show, figure out when that's going to be. And I owe you guys a listener call-in show. Have not done one since the end of the year last year uh i promise to get one of those fired up over the next couple of weeks uh let's see here like i said tonight cj williver we're going to talk coda nascar uh preview the rest of the season all that good stuff social media shout outs like i said we got some angry brew and lap traffic swag to give away aaron will be on with the weather for charlotte and indy lucky dog lap down fantasy all the good stuff all right 
Let's keep things rolling. Let's get C.J. Wolliver on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, joining me on the line, making his fourth appearance on the Lap Traffic Podcast. He is the man behind NASCAR on Fox. He won Twitter last week with his dancing gif. He has become a great friend of mine, a great friend of the show over the last year or so, and he is your defending, as voted by you guys, guest of the year. Welcome back to the show, C.J. Wolliver. C.J., what's up, man? Hey, buddy. Thank you so much for inviting me back. I don't know. Sometimes it seems like I hit a limit because I talk so much and so fast. People are like, yeah, he was cool the first couple of times. I appreciate that you haven't been like, yeah, that's too much, CJ. No, so, no, no. Nonsense. <laughs> Nonsense. <it>. Listen, <laughs> Jeff Striegel last week made his 16th appearance, so you got some catching Ooh. up to do as far as I'm All concerned. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, I got I, I to gotta get on here more yes. often, man. <laughs> What's new, man? How you been? Uh, been really good. Uh, still, still working, uh, still working from home for the most part as we hopefully crossing fingers, not wanting to make any, like, this is definitely what's happening, but I think finally we are coming to the end of this worldwide pandemic. And I think, uh, it's not going to be too much longer before I am hopefully back at the track on weekends but as of right now uh, i'm still uh, covering everything from uh, from the home office but man we have had some uh, some crazy few weekends in the nascar world over the last couple of weeks that we have man yes we need hot pass back in action in the garage man <laughs> the, we're getting close we're getting close I think. yes yes uh well listen before we get started uh i saw the uh picture you tweeted out i am honored that the lap traffic trophy is mixed in with the star wars memorabilia man uh that that is that's pretty badass i love it Oh, absolutely. Like it's, you know, probably, no, not probably. It is definitely the only trophy that I have won since uh, I turned 13 or 14, (laughs) something like that. So uh, I am very proud of my lap traffic podcast trophy. I don't know if I'm going to be able to add the fantasy trophy with it as I hoped. Man, I had a strong start. You did. To the fantasy season. Like I was all over it. And then when I realized that I had to only pick playoffs drivers once I fell off hard, but <laughs> Hey, like I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm still, I'm still in it a little bit. I think you are still, yeah, you're in the top 16, I think, uh, yeah. cumulative no, and, I was looking at it. segment two reset, man. So we're, we're, we're off to a new start. Just before you called me, I was looking at it and I, and there are only 16 people with more points than me, but I'm in a seven way tie for seven. Oh. I'll take that. I'll take that all day, man. I'm it. all over that. You got it. All right. So CJ, can I, sh- I got to share, I, I, this was not on the, the show sheet, but just as I had talked about the fact of that the lap traffic trophy is mixed in with the star Wars memorabilia, I got to go off on a, make a left turn and tell everybody a funny story about you and I and, and what. And, and our Star Wars joke here. So CJ and I were texting, I don't know, this a couple months ago, whatever it was, and uh, we were talking about, you know, things we watch do outside of NASCAR, and, and you know, Star Wars came up, and I, I just had to admit to CJ that I've never 
seen any of the Star Wars movies at all, you know, in their entire, you know, maybe a five minute here, there, I know, right? And I said, I'm more of a Pirates of the Caribbean kind of guy. And if that's on, I don't care what I'm doing. I will sit down and just pick up wherever it is on TNT, TBS, whatever it ends to be. And, and I will just have to finish watching it. And it wasn't long after that that CJ sent me a YouTube link for the Lonely Island Boys with uh, <laughs> Michael Bolton with the name of the song just Jack Sparrow. And if you have not seen that, I'll, I, you know what? I'm going to just have to tweet that out when I post this tonight and just be like, if you listen to the show, you'll understand. And uh, to this day, I'll just pull it up. CJ will send it to me randomly. I'll send it to him. Uh, and that has just become our little inside thing of how I don't like Star Wars and Michael Bolton loves Jack Sparrow. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, honestly, I'm a big cinephile myself, too. But uh, that's all. I mean, it's, it's actually a good song, too. That's it what's is. always been so fun to me. It's <laughs> got about, a great Like, <laughs> The Lonely Island, to me, has always been like, they're, you know, of course, they're hilarious. I love all the, I've loved their stuff since, you know, back during the digital shorts on, on Saturday Night Live. But uh, the song's actually not a bad song. It's so, not. yeah, go, go check it out. And. <laughs> Uh, just as a, a bit of a, a treasure hunt for you after we get done recording, there is a live version of that song oh. that Michael Bolton did at one of his concerts just randomly. So you should go check that I out on YouTube, too. It's pretty fun. i go have to find that for sure. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> uh, let, let's talk a little NASCAR. Let's start with our favorite series, the Truck Series. Uh, for those that missed it, before the season started back up in February, CJ and I did a show dedicated to the Truck Series. It was so much fun. Uh, CJ... A few names we talked about back then, uh, we're talking about now. I don't know, maybe some guy by the name of John Hunter Nemechek just going out there and, and kicking ass and taking names, man. Um, you know, what is he overachieving from what you thought he was going to do from when we uh, did our truck show? We knew he was going to be a top contender. Uh, did you think he was going to be this big of a top contender? I I really thought that it was going to be something special to see John Hunter Nemechek uh, go and and compete with what is you know I don't think it, it's an outlandish thing to say by far the strongest team in the Truck Series of the last few years and and Kyle Busch Motorsports not that they're winning every weekend not that they're winning all the championships obviously but they are so consistently competitive and good and you put somebody in there like John Hunter who I know is driven from talking with his dad at the track just in passing and him telling me stories of how, you know, John Hunter would go out and, and be running be running something and, and wad it up and, you know, at first maybe just expecting that his dad was going to either help him fix it or pay someone to fix it, something like that, and making him go out and, and straighten everything out and tighten down all the bolts and making sure that it was ready to go the next weekend, I knew John Hunter was going to be good. Uh, did I think that after nine races that he'd have two wins, five top fives and, and seven top tens? Yeah, I did. I, I, I mean, I, I couldn't have told you those exact numbers, but he would have had to have won every weekend for four or five weeks for me to be shocked. And I still think that he is the clear favorite for the championship uh, as we 
uh, as we get closer to the end of the, as we get closer to starting the playoffs. Absolutely. I mean, just, you know, I, I know at the talk, it was like, man, why is he, you know, leaving the cup series? Why is he taking a, a ride in the truck series? He's taking a ride in the truck series to go and showcase the fact that, hey, uh, with, with the right equipment, uh, look what I can do. Um, and, and, yep. and, and that he's, he's, Nailed it perfectly. He's done everything textbook in this truck season, uh, you know, first half of the way through. And I don't expect anything else to change. I love, and what I do love is I love the fact that him and Bossman uh, have had some one-two finishes and have battled each other uh, incredibly well on the track with each other. And you just know that uh, Kyle's got one hell of a smile uh, when they're out there with, without a doubt. I think so too, and you know, I I think John Hunter probably uh, at least you know a couple seasons of regaining some of that confidence and some of that consistency with a single team that he can build on. Uh, we've not seen the last. I mean, I'm not not to change the subject and just make a hard left to cup, but I, I definitely don't think that we've seen the last of John Hunter Nemechek uh, in the Cup Series, and I think that. You know, we're going to have a lot of shifting as far as drivers go, um, moving to different teams, different rides, moving out of the sport, retiring, that sort of thing within the next few years. As we've seen the last couple of years already, John Henry Nemechek is going to be a name that uh, that'll be up there among among some of the top competitors in Cup in a few years. I, I honestly think that. Absolutely. Um so let's talk about the Triple Truck Challenge for a minute. Um, on Thursday, bonus show with Dustin Albino, we broke down the Xfinity Series uh, and the Dash for Cash uh, event that they have going on. I love that the Truck uh, truck Series has a very similar challenge with the Triple Truck Challenge. But what I will say, I'm a little disappointed on the lack of coverage behind that. Like, I wanted to go and just confirm who was racing in it for Charlotte and who qualified and I didn't see any. I could. I struggled to find that. And you know, Sheldon Creed picked it up at Darlington. Todd Gilliland picking up the win this past weekend. But you know, I, I was bummed that there's not as much press and media coverage around the Triple Truck Challenge as there is for the Dash for Cash. Uh, do you notice that, or did I just like? miss that well like. no I, I think i think a lot of times once we get in you know once we get into the weekend uh i think a lot of times it's it's we we stay focused on that race and at the end of the race it seems like over the last few weeks it seems like we have been up against our outs as far as maybe being a little bit behind schedule on the broadcasts and that sort of thing. So we typically get winners and we talk about it and then we get into the next thing that we have scheduled on FS1. It's just how broadcast scheduling works. Sure. But it is it is certainly a, it is certainly a fun thing that that the truck series does and I enjoy being able to to watch these guys fight for it even if they're not at the top fighting for the win. Uh, but the dash for cash, it being something that, uh, you know, it it translates so easily to the next day's cup coverage. I do think it gets a little bit more coverage than, than the triple trucks. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. Um, all right. Speaking of trucks, uh, what did you think of the truck race at Coda? <laughs> man, what a, man, what a weekend, right? Like, here's here's the thing. You see fans all the time that are saying things like, man, it seems like there's nothing but cookie cutter tracks. Why don't you go to something different this weekend? 
Okay, we did that. We went to Coda. Man, every time it rains, I don't know how, like, why don't they just put rain tires on these cars and send them out, let them run in the rain. I do it on my way to work every weekend. Well, we did that. <laughs> and then we, we race, you know, NASCAR did that. And so NASCAR races at a road course in the rain, and it rained harder than, you know, we probably probably should have been out there racing. But NASCAR is shaking things up. They are making things happen in the sport that we've never seen before and the weather is not something that ginning body can control unfortunately do i think they needed to you know a certain level of of inclement weather where okay yeah we've got rain tires but we can't run in this absolutely do i think looking back on it that they should have maybe put taillights on these cars so that at least behind them could see when they were coming up on somebody Absolutely, but it was the first time at the track. They were thrown a variable of a of basically a monsoon that you can't always prepare for. And I think you know when we go back to Coda, that I, I definitely think it'll be something that NASCAR is a little bit more prepared for because you know you've sent all these cars out there with no inclement weather. You send them out there with no rain. And it is a completely different show. It's a completely different race. Like Bob Pockers was saying after the race in Fast Thoughts that he does do after every cup race, if you guys are looking for a little bit of a media analysis following cup races. But uh, he said, like, I had people tweeting me asking, what do I think the drivers think about Coda? And he said, honestly, I'm not sure the drivers really know much more about Coda now than they did before we got here because every time they were out there, like they didn't really get to run on a dry track the whole weekend. We had practice, we had qualifying and all. It, there was at least some mist. So I think hopefully when we go back that it'll be, it'll be drier or that if it gets that wet, we shut it down and wait it out and, and get out there when it's safe. You know, I, I, I think you almost have to, maybe you don't have to, but I'm kind of looking at this weekend kind of like the Bristol uh, dirt race weekend. You know, like it rained. Uh, nobody really knew what to expect. They never got to run the heat races to kind of get that quote unquote practice in, uh, you know, and it was just, uh, all right, well, we know what we got and let's see what we get maybe the next two or three go arounds at it. And, you know, so I think that's kind of how I am approaching this weekend with that is, is, you know, we had racing, uh, you know, it wasn't racing, you know, that we maybe thought we were going to get because of, you know, weather playing a factor. And I, I really hope that the next time maybe it's completely dry the entire weekend and then we can say somewhere. All right. Maybe under normal circumstances, it's going to be somewhere in between this. If, if, it, if it's raining, um, I'm going to save the fact of whether or not what NASCAR should have done. I want to get to that uh, in, a, in a little bit there. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I thought I honestly thought the truck series, uh, you know, was was the rather more decent, if I will, uh, race of the weekend, uh, if that's a way to phrase that. Um, yeah, the trucks, the, the trucks race itself. Like, no, I'm so bad at, at molding the entire weekend together when we're talking about things. So I apologize for that in advance. But the trucks, the trucks race was great. And to be able to see, you know, Todd Gilliland be able to go out there and get a win and to see his dad so proud at the end of the race. And, you know, I feel like Todd Gilliland, 
he's it seems like he's the perpetual guy with something to prove just because maybe of some of the criticism that he received earlier on in his in his career i think that it's it's it was great for todd and and gill and fans to be able to go out there and see him get it done at a track for the first time i mean he was nascar's first ever winner at circuit of the americas i mean you can't take that away from him so it certainly was a a feel-good race by the end of the day absolutely you know and when you look at dgr and and what they've done as an organization uh you know i i i'm glad they were able to get a win um you know and, and keep up that momentum you know they they got it for a while there when Tyler Ankrum was with them and picked up the win there for the organization Uh, and you just kind of hope that they would have had that upward trend kind of like colic racing in the Xfinity series Uh, you know but uh, they they just kind of seem to stumble a little bit so Todd you know almost had a win I think last year during a road course dominated got knocked out um, in a a wreck or something like that I want to say it might have been mid-Ohio and then um you know, so to come back and finally get that win uh, is, is great for, for him, that organization. Uh, you know, you look at Kaz Grala, who finished second, and Tyler Angram with GMS, uh, who led uh, for a few laps out there towards the end of this thing. You know, so you, you did get some, some feel-good stories out of this thing before it was all said and done. Yeah, and I always like to see Kaz Grala be successful. There's just, you know, I'll always have some heartstrings that get pulled whenever I see Kaz do well. I met Kaz uh, racing late models for uh, UARA years ago, and I wish I could tell you the year off the top of my head, but I'm not going to do that because I'm not exactly sure when it was. But, you know, very early on in my residency in charlotte while i was here just trying to work in racing on the weekends no matter the series or the track as long as i could drive to it and you know that was when i met Cass. and so i get i get excited when i see him uh when i see him find success uh at the top levels of this sport i'll never forget when he won at daytona i knew his mom and dad and they had to make their way down from the suites uh after he won the the race at daytona and it took them so long to get down there that they left as soon as the checkers flew and then they were not able to see his victory lane speech because they're in a golf cart trying to get inside right and so and so kaz is inside talking to the media in the media center and i go out to take a picture real quick of just like the i think they were pushing the truck to inspection or i'm not sure what it was but i went outside to take a picture and i run into kaz's mom and dad i was able to show them his victory lane interview on my phone and sit and watch their reaction to it for the first time that just always I, that makes me happy when I think about memory. So it always makes me happy to see Kaz Grala get some success. That's awesome. That's a great story. That's so cool, man. That's awesome. That's yeah, really I like cool. that one. Yes. Uh, all right. So uh, let's just touch real quick on the Xfinity series. And I had a very in-depth show with Dustin Albino on Thursday on the Xfinity series. So uh, real quick, you know, uh, quick thoughts on the race Saturday afternoon um, with, with with the Xfinity series. Kyle Busch picking up that 98th Xfinity win, dominated the damn thing. Uh, that just means win 100 and another milestone for Kyle Busch is right around the corner. Yeah, he, uh, he posted to social media 
just, I mean, almost immediately after that race, it may have been an hour or so later, he just posted two to go. And so, you know what, I mean, and not to, not to completely ignore the fact, you know, all the other elements of that race, but we know what he's been saying for a long time now, when he gets to a hundred wins in the Xfinity series, that he might hang it up. I don't know that that's what we'll see, but I think that's going to be something that will potentially open up a lot of wins for other competitors in the Xfinity series that they don't have to worry about going through Kyle Busch because, man, he has that series on a lockdown when he gets in behind the wheel. Absolutely. You know, when you think about Kyle Busch, you know, uh, you know, before they started locking down when they could and couldn't run and all that kind of stuff, um, Mm -hmm. you know, we'd see him run every weekend, all three series if they were running. And and now, you know, Kyle Busch, obviously, like you said, you know, just dominated that whole series whenever he steps in anything. But he doesn't have his vested interest to run the Xfinity series anymore, you know, unless it's, you know, something like this to get some practice, uh, as we saw guys like Kevin Harvick do. Um, you know, Austin Sindrick, you know, all, all those guys run a couple extra races this weekend just to get some seat time. Um, you know, but outside of if it's a, a, a sponsorship obligation for, for Joe Gibbs, you know, we're probably close to Kyle Busch being done. Like you said, and once he hits 200, um, you know, but I, I and I, I'm sure you'll agree with me on this. As long as NASCAR will let him run any number of uh, truck series races, Kyle Busch is going to continue to run the truck series. Yeah, that's what I think, too. I mean, I, I think he uh, I think Kyle Busch is really good at knowing what to say to get a reaction out of the people because he's kind of a perpetual black hat. It seems like like you either you either wear 18 stuff or 54 stuff every single race, every single weekend, or you do not want to see that guy win. So do do I think Kyle Busch hangs it up after 100 total Xfinity wins? Maybe for a season. I, I don't think – I think as long as NASCAR approves him to run in races, if they're if they're given the command to fire engines and Kyle Busch has the opportunity to be in that race, Kyle Busch is the kind of guy that's going to have a very hard time not being in that race, I think. Sure. No, I'm with you. I am with you 100%. Uh, all right. How cool was it to see oh. Morris said, though, by the way, this oh. weekend showing back up? Man, Wasn't that awesome? That was so cool. You know, you Boris said, Paul Menard, granted, you know, but yeah, I mean, uh, Andy Lally, uh, I mean, it was it was cool to see some new names out there, uh, you know, for for a unique weekend within the sport. That was that was incredible. Being able to say that I clipped and posted a Boris said interview with Jamie Little makes me happy. Like I was just I was able to tweet like said heads rejoice. So that 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 made me. I mean, he didn't maybe probably didn't have the finish that he would have liked to have been able to go out there and get. But seeing Boris said out on the track, I'm never gonna not smile when he shows up. Absolutely, no. That was that was really cool. You know, just just the history behind what Boris has done, uh, not just in NASCAR but just uh, racing general in general. Whether it was you know through through racing schools and stuff like the the veterans that have shared a seat with him at some point on the track to to learn about uh, how to run road courses is, is just pretty cool uh, and, and something that uh, shouldn't be forgotten within the sport as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. 
All right, man. Uh, let's talk about it. Sunday afternoon, Chase Elliott finally picks up the win this year. And, hey, shocker, he gets it done at a road course. Uh, we now have 11 winners through 14 races. Uh, last week, Jeff said this is in parody. It's more about talent. Could this be one of the most talented top 15, 20 drivers we've had in the past couple decades? Oh, absolutely. I don't – I mean – I'm not sure that's really up for debate. I mean, to see what some of these drivers are able to go out there and get done just with, you know, think about think about what's stacked against them in 2021 that previous generations and previous lineups didn't, didn't have to deal with. These guys are not only thinking about the fact that there's a new car coming. They're not only thinking about the fact that we're going to different races with different layouts and different setups, that we have a more diverse schedule as far as the types of tracks that we go to than we've had in decades. They're also not getting practice and qualifying every single weekend. So to be able to see some of these guys go out there and do what they've done and to be able to put down the speeds that they've been able to do it's incredible watching these guys that I, you know, I continue to think are the best in the world at going fast. Uh, it, it's incredible to see what they've been, what they've been able to do. And, you know, I know a lot of people will say like, Oh, I've, I've seen people saying uh, NASCAR called it when Chase Elliott got to the lead, they knew he might run out of gas in a little bit. Like, come on. If you didn't think Chase Elliott was going to be a legitimate threat to win that race, regardless of the circumstances, you've not been paying attention to Chase Elliott on road courses for the past couple of years. Absolutely. No, and, and that that's a great point uh, th that we can uh, wrap up in a nice little bow and then segue. Um, all right, so we, when you look at Chase Elliott and just that tear that he's gone on for the road course races, uh, I, I don't get where people make the comment, oh, just because Chase Elliott was in the lead. NASCAR doesn't have to worry about Chase Elliott getting wins. He started to get them. He's the champion. You maybe make that comment a couple years ago uh, at Daytona when Justin Haley picks up a Cup Series win kind of thing. Oh, well, they did it just because NASCAR wanted to create a new story. I could buy into that argument more uh, surrounding that circumstance than I could this past weekend. Uh, NASCAR looks at looks at the circumstances of the current race what they're going to have to do as far as getting the circuits ready to run what the forecast looks like are they halfway has it, does the rule book allow them to make it an official race chase elliott being the leader while that is while that is a good thing because he is the most popular driver i do not think that had the least little bit of uh, that wasn't a factor in nascar making that decision at the end of the race at, at coda and you know they realized i think and they said that at the end of the race um bob pockers was uh with, he posted a video where um, they kind of owned up to it. Yeah, they they allowed the drivers to go out there in conditions that may not have been the safest. And they were running with almost zero visibility. So, you know, is that a mistake? Yeah, but it's something where this entire weekend was a learning process. It was the first time there, and they were running in a monsoon. They had, they had advertised that they had rain tires. They had windshield wipers. They were supposed to be able to run in the rain. But it was raining a lot harder than I think was safe for stock cars. But I think at the end, they realized how long it was going to be for 14 additional laps. Chase Elliott beating the leader 
did not have an influence on when they made that decision. I do not believe. I, I agree with that aspect 100%. So now let's let's talk about here the, the, the elephant in the room, if you will. Uh, NASCAR keeping cars on the track in what really felt like unsafe conditions. Um, you know, the, you we, we got in-car cameras. You know, we could see what the drivers were able to see from a visibility perspective, and there was no visibility. Uh, you know, to rely on the spotters who were probably having a very difficult time seeing the cars through the rain and all that, you know, multiple spotters, you know, bouncing through the different corners and turns and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I just, I, I really felt like... Uh, NASCAR did not do themselves any favors. I understand they had fans. They had fans on the track. You know, oh, you got tires, use them, you know, which, which they did. Uh, but, but at some point, I just feel like NASCAR maybe dropped the ball uh, on that one. And, you know, they, nobody's perfect. Sure. And, again, this was, this was a new racetrack. This was unforeseen circumstances this was you know we put so much into making rain tires available we put we put wipers on these cars we have been racing in wet conditions at road courses now for years that's not necessarily a new thing that they have been allowing you know cars inside the top three touring series to race in the rain it was just too much and i don't think that it was just too much rain and i don't think nascar necessarily expected the amount of puddling that they had that was causing the hydroplaning and i think they should have leaned a little bit heavier on what the drivers were saying i think there should have been some sort of system of you know if this many drivers radio in to their spotters or spotters relay to nascar this is not good that should have been enough, I think, to to shut it down and wait and see if they could get it, see if they could get it dry, see if they could get it just at least able to see. And then, you know, you run it later, you run it the next day. I think they missed their opportunity to do that in the second stage, but they owned up to it. And I don't think that'll be something that we'll see the next time that we are put in this situation with rain at a road course. Uh, I would agree with you 100 hundred percent there uh all right let's see here um i guess just to kind of finish this topic here about nascar and all that kind of stuff and i might be beating a dead horse here and and that's not my intent but i i I really value your opinion on on your thoughts and uh, on nascar so uh on thursday dustin and i we talked about the fact that noah gregson won the appeal with NASCAR, right? Uh, and I mm-hmm. said on Thursday, I go, to me, that adds credibility to NASCAR and NASCAR appeals process. Uh, you know, because w- when was the last time we ever saw that happen? You know, granted, we don't get to see or hear what goes on during that appeal process, but the fact that NASCAR owned up, uh, to me, that added credibility in that, hey, there is a legitimate reason to file an appeal. It's not just a going through the motions type thing. Um, you know, did do you think that's an accurate statement? And and do you think NASCAR lost some of that with what happened this weekend, or or is it just two completely different situations? Absolutely In terms of credibility, I, I think I, I agree. I agree with you in that. I mean, 
yeah, there have been so many of us that have thought to ourselves like, oh, they're going to appeal it because that's what you do. You appeal it, but nothing's going to change. And this is a penalty that's going to stick. And when I started seeing messages saying, you know, Gregson won the appeal that's going to be coming out here within the next few minutes, just as kind of a, a heads up to let us know that that was coming down as far as news goes. I, I was surprised, but I was I was pleasantly surprised. I think why have an appeals process if an appeal is a 100 percent you're not going to win this appeal? Like, then why do you have an appeals process? I think the fact that NASCAR was not only able but willing to sit down and look at, you know, everything that they had in order to, I guess, weigh where the penalty came from and they were able to say like no this makes sense yeah and and reverse that decision i like it i don't think how i don't see how that possibly hurts nascar's credibility that they are willing to just say we missed this one yeah you win this appeal like i i I like that about it i was pleasantly surprised when i saw that that noah gregson and his team had won the appeal and they they it seemed like they were pretty confident in that from the beginning and uh, I think that uh, there, I believe there was a conversation with Dale Jr. at some point where they were wondering whether or not they were going to, to go with the appeal. And they were like, no, I think we can win this. And then they did. I like it. I, I think that that gives credence to the fact that when these appeals are, you know, when these penalties are upheld, when a team or, you know, when they do lose an appeal, we know they've looked at it and we know they've considered I think it adds credibility. I really do. Absolutely. I'm with you. Excellent. Uh, All right, man. Uh, Big three-day weekend coming up to kick off the summer. Uh, Since CJ's working from home, uh, what's CJ got planned for the Memorial Day weekend besides watching racing? Oh, man, that's it. Like, is there anything else to do this weekend? No, I don't think so. What are you barbecuing? What are you grilling? (laughs) Well, I will tell you this, and I'm staring at her right now. I believe that in Kannapolis, North Carolina, sometime within the last year, one of the best grillers in, in on the eastern seaboard of the United States lives in Kannapolis. And I can say that without any hesitation. This girl can grill, and I don't even try to. Like, I know a lot of people say, like, oh, grilling's, grilling's the husband's job. Like, man, like... I'll get the salads ready because this girl can <laughs> grill. And if she's making hot dogs or hamburgers from a warrior, I'm good. I'm good to go. I'll have NASCAR. I'll have hot dogs. Dude, this girl puts barbecue sauce on her hot dogs, like in the middle of the grilling process and has a thermometer and stuff, man. Like she learned from her daddy on how to grill and they both got it figured out. So that is incredible. And she needs. Dude, and we do it and it's innocent. She needs like, my. We, we, uh, don't, we don't do the propane over here. I'm sorry, Hank Hill, but we do. We do charcoal, charcoal. in this house. Yes, man, it tastes. <laughs> man, it tastes good. She needs my uh, hamburger recipe, which involves barbecue sauce mixed in with shredded mozzarella cheese and brown sugar and bacon bits, and then you form the patty out of that. Mm. That. Yeah, man, you might have to forward that. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> it's a tasty barbecue burger, man, let me tell you. Um, Indy, man, you're going to take in the Indy 500 as well over the weekend? Uh, I will I, I will pay attention because I know a lot of my uh, my peers will, but I'm just going to be gearing up for the Coke 600. For me, Memorial Day weekend has always been Coke 600 weekend. 
I know that the Indy 500 is a big deal, and I'll be excited to watch the finish of it. Am I going to as much of attention as I'm going to give NASCAR this weekend? No, I'm not. This is Charlotte. Fair enough. Go. Fair enough. Speaking of Charlotte and the 600, uh, is it going to be the Martin Truex Jr. show? Does he pick up win number four? Uh, does Does anybody have anything for Martin Truex Jr. this weekend? I really, and I know I'm going to say, really think I really think we see another Hendrick win this weekend. Ooh. I just, I really do. Uh-huh. I, I think, I think they break the record this weekend in Charlotte. And I think they do it with Alex Bowman. So I just, I think they've got so much momentum. I think, you know, I think he gets win number three for 2021 this weekend. He's been good there before. And I think he gets it done now. I mean, if Martin Truex Jr. were to go out and put on the Martin Truex Jr. show again, I would not be surprised. But I think just from my gut. All right. Well, uh, I, I think that it uh, is also going to be an HMS driver, but you're all going to have to wait for the fantasy segment to see who my pick is. Uh, <laughs> speaking, well, there you go. Hey, consider this making my my fantasy picks in case I forget. Like, <laughs> if, if nothing else, put me down for Bowman and Charlotte. Excellent, I love it, man. All right, man. Listen, where can everybody follow CJ and uh, keep up with NASCAR on Fox on social media? Uh, of course, you're gonna you're gonna get a lot more cool NASCAR content if you follow the work accounts. It's NASCAR on Fox with the blue check mark across the board, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you wanna maybe see NASCAR content mixed in with a very cute tiny dog and some Star Wars lightsaber nerd stuff, uh, you can follow me. Just CJ Wooliver. That's the Oliver with a W in front of it. I'd love to have you guys come talk about Star Wars with me. I love it. All right, man. Listen, uh, what a what a great time, man. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I really appreciate you as always. I hope you uh, enjoy the rest of the week. Have a great Memorial weekend. Enjoy the 600. Uh, I'm sure we'll be talking uh, at some point over the weekend. Absolutely. And everybody, go go watch to the and tweet at Brandon what you think about it at Lap Track Podcast. He thinks it's better than Star Wars. I don't know. You guys you guys let him know what you think. I'm not even going to get in on that debate. <laughs> I love it. All right, friend, traffic. Brandon. <laughs> thanks, man. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, huge thanks to CJ Williver for calling in the show tonight. CJ, we'll catch you soon, man. Always a pleasure. Thank you, buddy. We'll see ya. Oh, Lap Traffic Nation. Great to catch up with CJ there. Just awesome guy. Love him so much. So awesome on the show. Brings such great perspective. All that good stuff. Um, So, like I said at the start, uh, I I think CJ and I covered pretty much everything. Set a nice little preview there for a week coming up as well. So, that's going to do it from the uh, racing talk. All that good stuff. Apologize that this has been two weeks in a row without any questions for you guys. Uh, But uh, with Strugo last week, Wolverine this week knew those were going to go a little long so in in an effort to keep the show well under two hours uh, as we've done in the past uh cut that for this week but definitely look to bring that back for uh next week after the 600 and all that good stuff so let's get to a little social media let's announce some uh some uh swag pack giveaway winners for uh, angry brew and the lap traffic and and all that good stuff Everybody, make sure you check out the website, thelabtrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, The Lab Traffic Podcast, YouTube, The Lab Traffic Podcast, and of course, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter, all at Lab Traffic PC. Leave a review, whatever 
podcast platform you listen to, go leave a review. Uh, the main giveaway, uh, the 5,500 follower Twitter giveaway is less than 40 away. Please go tell your friends to follow so I can finally give away this lapped uh, traffic swag pack along with a 124 Clint Boyer diecast from last year. The back-to-back World War Champs car can be yours once we hit 5,500 followers. Now... Over to the Angry Brew Five Lakes Coffee-sponsored uh, prize pack. There was one on Twitter. There was one on Instagram. All you had to do was follow all the accounts and tell me why you need a good cup of coffee in the morning. Um, and there are going to be so many giveaways to come uh, with these guys. It's going to be awesome. Uh, I've ordered some new stuff so that I can make sure I've got some live traffic stuff in there. Like I said, they sent probably 20 hats, t-shirts, mugs, coffee, all that good stuff. Uh, So the first prize pack winner on Twitter is a uh, winner of the hat, the t-shirt, lap traffic t-shirt, uh, a lap traffic mug, and a angry brew mug, all that good stuff. Uh, Nick Graft at DX Flyers and Nick, I picked you because you said I've got twins. And you know what? Uh, you said so much with that uh, in, in just a few short words there. And so I totally understand. Well, I don't understand. I don't have twins. But I could only imagine the uh, strong cup of coffee that you might need in the morning. So uh, congrats. You're getting yourself a prize pack uh, and some great coffee along the way. And then on Instagram, uh, Donna Franger. Uh, Donna needs a strong cup of coffee with an extra kick to bring out the angel in her uh so congrats you guys you are the winners of the prize packs uh and like i said there's going to be plenty more where that came from uh some new follower shout outs corbin at corbin underscore s underscore 2000 big nascar and napa fan from tennessee Corey at Corey Boss 4502780. NASCAR and uh, I think a Harvick fan as well. And I love NASCAR at NASCAR underscore love. Love Star Wars and NASCAR. Uh, well, you need to go follow CJ Wolliver from earlier tonight because uh, he loves both those things as well. Don't forget about the store on the website. Get yourself a t shirt, hoodies, mugs, all that good stuff. And of course, they've got free stickers and koozies for anybody. All you got to do is go fill out the contact page on the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com. And I will send you some for free. All right, let's keep things rolling. Let's get Mr. Aaron Studwell on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line. You can follow him on Twitter at RaceWeather along with Brian Newdorf at NASCAR underscore WXMAN. Welcome back to the show, Mr. Aaron Studwell. Sir, good evening. How are you? Uh, good evening, sir. I think I'm still drying out from Coda. My goodness, man. I'm telling you, like, that was monsoon-esque weather, if you will. Uh, we got that a little bit earlier this year at Daytona and all that. But, I mean, it was expected. Newdorf called it. He said it was, it was you know almost an inevitability it was just a matter of when and and all that good stuff so uh talk a little bit about that man like you know was it was that what you were seeing too and and did it linger did it stick around was it worse what'd you think i it was exactly like i thought it would be i i think okay for from a weather standpoint i think it was just like it's going to be i was a little actually kind of a little surprised by the lack of lightning which was a good thing yeah um but the amount of rain and how hard it came down and there was we were calling for a lot of rain and there's pretty high amounts of moisture in the atmosphere sure um but yeah i was stunned with how the track didn't drain how it reacted on the long straights 
I'm sitting here watching the um, watching the race, and all of a sudden, and I'm on a call, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh my, and I just start swearing when the, the Truex Custer accident happened. Sure. And it just it totally caught me off guard. And then I thought they did a nice job with the water, I guess, removal or the uh, ear, having the ear tightens out there, blow it off and dry it off and kind of get back under control. And, you know, I don't think they had it. Once they were past halfway, they didn't have a choice but to say, you know, here are the rules. And people with their little tin hats can say whatever they want about, um, oh, yeah, if it was if it was Larson winning or if it wasn't Elliott winning, they would have they would have been more patient and. Sure. No, I'm with you. I mean, yeah, I mean, they had to call it. They should have stopped the race much sooner uh, to see and let things play out, in my personal opinion, as I talked about earlier with with CJ there. But, yeah, I mean, they had to call that thing. It was just it was getting, you know, obnoxious, uh, ridiculous and anything you can think of uh, to just use the adjective for the word bad. That's what it was becoming out there. Yeah, it was becoming dangerous, and I didn't see. I watched. I think somebody had put together a quote reel uh, of the drivers after the fact, and yes. nobody, yeah, you know, no, nope. you know, Harvick was probably the most outspoken about not wanting to have been out there. Yeah, absolutely. And others of Kevin Harvick's uh, caliper, I think, would have been voicing and having those same opinions if they had had the same things happen to them like Harvick did. So, oh, I, I'm 100%. sure it was it was a mutual, um, you know thoughts for, for everybody back there for sure um well sir listen uh last week uh newdorf was on and talked about how just hours before that uh you guys met for the very first time in over 10 years of working with each other on social media and all that good stuff with uh race weather and, and all that uh we we heard uh, brian's side you know what was uh, your take meeting brian for the first time it was great. Uh, I, we had a great time. I'm really glad we had the opportunity. Had to thank him for driving a little bit further to get out to Frankfurt. Um, no, but it was really nice. And then I, I'm going to admit it. I have not listened to the show yet. Did he talk about my entrance? Your entrance. Uh, let's put it this way. If he did, I don't remember. So I'm going to go with no. Uh, I, I'm going to. I, I have a picture which will sum it up, and I'll put it up later. Uh, I hit the doorway jam, came stumbling in. Like I've been drinking already. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! That's no, man, fantastic. he was he was great. Um, this, you know, I'm, I'll go a little bit of the service. The service was great, and it was just a real nice venue. But yeah, they had lights. And right. <laughs> don't have to get pockers in on that one. No, it was just a real relaxed lunch. We could talk about anything. We, you know, talked a little bit about trolls. Talked a little bit about the weather, but then really just about anything and it just the friendship that he and i had developed or have developed um over the past decade uh really showed itself in sitting down and across the table from him and uh having the opportunity to sit down and i'm looking forward to meeting his family uh at some point and then going to a race we'll come up and bug you yes that sounds like a damn good idea to me man for sure uh well speaking of racing uh we got some racing going on this weekend one of the biggest racing weekends of the entire year uh memorial day weekend the coke 600 the indy 500 uh there's there's no monaco that was this past weekend uh normally yes. we got uh three uh races on sunday but uh just two big ones but talk about the weather uh all weekend with with all three nascar series indy and all that good stuff 
Yeah, we only have 1,100 miles of racing. You're going to be okay with that? I think I can handle that. Yeah, yeah. I'll be honest. I think we've talked about this before. Uh, I very rarely was up and or really had much interest in the Monaco thing. So, right. uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was normally an 1,100 miles guy anyway, so it's uh, business as usual for me. There you go. And I'd be the one who had their alarm set for 730. Right. Be out here. <laughs> be out here and just impress my buttocks on my couch yep. and i'm not well i might move every now and then right <laughs> <laughs> i'm set up for the day yep um it looks like we're actually set up for a decent weekend of racing at charlotte uh friday afternoon showers and thunderstorms just really of the afternoon variety as the front moves in uh installs over the western part of the state but we will be clearing in the uh evening hours one thing that um, there is Xfinity practice that afternoon, and yes, we are talking about practice, practice, but it looks like it'd be after the practice was over, kind of in that five to eight time frame. So hopefully, you know, they can get on track a little bit um, because there's real qualifying on uh, Saturday for the Xfinity race. It's kind of flipping back and forth on rain chances. I'm going to have chance of showers and thunderstorms in the forecast. That's not a very high confidence forecast. And I think it may actually be kind of akin to that's probably not the best example, Dakota, where, you know, we're going to have these storms coming through and they were a lot less spotty than we one may have thought a couple of days early. But right now, it looks like we just have a chance to showers and thunderstorms for Saturday uh, for the afternoon Xfinity race, for the cup race on Sunday. That actually looks like the nicest day of the three. Uh, northeast winds, highs in the 70s, which is about 10 degrees below normal, partly cloudy skies, uh, low humidity. So if anybody's going to be out there, and I think they're actually going to have a good number of people out there. Yes, sir. It's going to be nice to have him back. It's, it was nice to be at the track. Myself, it's nice to be back at the track a week and a half ago. Um, but Sunday's actually looking really good uh, for Charlotte. And then I'm going to jump on over to Indy for carb day. And I don't mean carb loading. I mean good old-fashioned carburation. <laughs> Um, I, I'm more focused on that because my doctor's like, you got to cut back on the carbs. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, yeah. I know. <laughs> All of us, right? Yes. I'll get in line. Uh, cloudy. Chance of uh, showers and thunderstorms into midday. Uh, then starts turning nice in the afternoon. High of 74. Uh, northeast winds 10 to 15, gusting to 20. Uh, no on-track activity for Saturday, but it looks nice and sunny. High of 70, which is unseasonably cool uh, for Central Indiana for Memorial Day weekend. Sunday, race day, 11 o'clock start for me in Central, so I guess noonish for y'all. Um, mostly sunny, high of 77. It looks like a great Sunday for racing, both at Indian and at Charlotte. We do need to get through some uh, weather first early at both locations, though. Excellent. All right. Well, I am definitely looking forward to that. I still got to plan the menu for the three-day weekend up here, but the smoker and the and the barbecue are going to be uh, fired up all three days, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, sir? If, if you're taking requests, brisket. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I did a brisket a couple uh, couple weeks ago. I'm, I'm thinking one day is going to be a bacon wrap meatloaf. Uh, there's probably going to be some ribs. I'm doing uh, a pork shoulder tomorrow. So, yeah, that thing's getting ready to get fired up for a – a, uh, a long haul stretch here. You get the holiday. The smoker does not. You and we all it. get racing. Yes. Yes. I love it. Uh, all right. Lap Traffic Nation. Make sure you follow Aaron on Twitter at RaceWeather along with Brian Newdorf at NASCAR underscore WXMAN. Sir, great to catch up with you. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you very soon. Talk soon. Have all a right. great night. Thanks, man. We'll see you. All right. Great catching up with Aaron as always. Right now, though, 
It is time for this week's Lucky Dog and Lap Down segment. You guys brought it this week. You guys had a lot to say. Not surprised by that at all. All right, you guys know the drill. After the race weekend, you can tweet your picks, or you can call the Wave Around Hotline, 248-965-9538, and you can send your picks there as well, and I'll play them back. Uh, all right, my Lucky Dog race weekend, Chase Elliott. My lap down, NASCAR, that race needed to be stopped a lot sooner than what it was with that torrential downpour. But like I said, not going to hash that thing out again. Let's get to your tweeted responses. Let's start with Scott at 1985 Wagner. Lucky dog, Chase Elliott didn't need that last pit stop. Lap down, rain, racing equipment, and game plan. Unlucky dog, multiple way tie. Kevin Harvick, Cole Custer, Martin Truex, uh, Christopher Bell, Bubba Wallace, and probably a couple that I missed. Uh, Jeff at JBev. 1789 lucky dog nascar for getting the standing water moved and showing these guys have the talent to drive in the rain fun to watch lap down nascar for not getting the standing water moved quicker if you can't then it's a red flag in any series uh jeff also lucky dog uh said it before say it again every race should be different track surface conditions uh that is what makes nascar so enjoyable satisfied here as I don't want the same race week in, week out, lap down, complaining, just enjoy and smile. Oh, man, that could be applied to so many different things. Uh, Brian at StormandB81, Lucky Dog, Chastain, Almondinger, Briscoe, all with top tens. Lap down, NASCAR. Hopefully there's lessons learned from today. Jess at Iowa NASCAR fan, Lucky Dog. How about Dave Blaney winning a World of Outlaws race at age 58? Lap down, racing at Coda. The rain may have saved the Cup Series this year. Not sure that stock cars are going to be able to put on an entertaining show at this track without rain when the newness wears off. That's an interesting take there, man. Uh, Eddie at Eddie underscore EG3. Lucky Dog to the other Chase. Chase Briscoe. Very competitive. All race earned his first top 10 finish. Lap down, pouring rain at Coda. Uh, Kristen at K Hogland 79 lap down to NASCAR for having them race with terrible visibility. Lucky dog Chase Elliott for leading when NASCAR conveniently decided it was time to call the race. Uh, Colin at Colin with underscore cars. Lucky dog to Chase for being right place, right time for the win. Lap down to Texas weather. Last two times NASCAR has been to Texas. Rain has come to stay. Uh, Tristan, Tristan at Tristan Cole. Uh, let's see here. Lap down. Weather went bad. Should have stopped after Cole Custer, Martin Truex crash. Uh, this race should have run on Monday. NASCAR needs to either make a wet racing car. Do not race in the rain. It's a lot with that uh, same perspective there, sir. That's for sure. Uh, let's see here. Mike at Mad Mike Nebbia. Lucky dog. Chase Elliott. Lap down. NASCAR for even trying to race in the rain. Uh, just a golf club. At just a golf club. I love that twitter handle i got some golf in this weekend loved every minute of it lucky dog ross chastain for finally having a top five lap down those windshield wipers not working fast enough uh chris at usmc underscore nascar fire lucky dog all the awesome fans that stuck it out in the rain lap down the drivers that got wrecked due to the call not being made sooner to halt the race and clean the flooded areas uh ryan at ryan vols four lucky dog hendrick motorsports on fire right now cars are dialed in many more wins to come a lap down nascar just horrible luck with rain highly anticipated races this year the 500 the dirt race now coda uh ben at do funny nine lucky dog gustason banking on a caution a lap down all the people trying to say that it should have stayed green i was there the right call was made awesome man hope you enjoyed yourself uh all right uh, let's get to the calls on the wave around hotline 
Hi, Brandon. It's Matt at Camper News Net. And uh, really, what and I'll say entertaining Circuit of the Americas Cup race today out in Austin. Um, it, it really, and we got everything. Um, I, I honestly never saw a cup race like this with rain basically the entire race. The strategy at the beginning of the race where it wasn't raining at the moment, but drivers came in to get the slicks, and then all of a sudden it started raining again, and then, you know, it was a battle between whether to keep the slicks on, knowing there was more rain coming, or keeping the wets on, and that just made it really, I mean, an exciting race, and unpredictable race, I'll say that. You know, Austin Centric really surprised me today. I wasn't expecting him to lead the amount of laps he did. And unfortunately, Austin Centric didn't get a good result in the end. But, you know, he really proved me wrong today with the um, race, uh, you know, leading some of that race, especially at the beginning. But, um you know, I'm fortunate to see that the race ended when it did with the standing water. You know, I will commend NASCAR. I think they made the right call. There was more heavy rain coming. So, I, in the end, I really thought NASCAR made the ultimate right decision to end that race. And the Dawsonville Pool and Siren is going for the first time this year as a Chase Elliott fan. I'm really excited. I thought Chase Elliott was going to win his first race at uh, Circuit of the Americas. Uh, he had a shot at the Daytona Road Course, but he's really dominant at road course racing right now. Anyway, I'll get through it quickly. My lucky dog for this week is going to go to Chase Elliott. Um, battled up there all day. In the end, was able to win it. Dominant at road course racing right now when he's just absolutely unstoppable. And, uh, you know, I'm very happy to see it took a long time for Chase to get his first win of the season, but he, it finally paid off and he finally got his first win of the year. And, you know, now we got, uh, what, 11 winners now? Different winners this year? That's just incredible. So I have no lap downs this week since obviously if Chase Elliott wins. That means no lap downs for me. And, of course, enjoy your week as always. Brandon, Lap Chat Nation. I'll talk to you next weekend after the Coca-Cola 600 at Charlotte. Thank you so much, Brandon. Take care. Bye. Oh, man, thank you for calling in. Appreciate you, man. Uh, you know, the, the, you started it off, I think it was uh, you either said an intriguing or interesting race, uh, and, and that's what it was. Uh, you know, it was different. First time there, you know, no expectations. You know, we just didn't know what we were going to get. Uh, you, you know, then you throw in the rain aspect of everything there and, and, and the draw. I mean, it was entertaining. We, we, we did get entertained, I think. Uh, so, yeah. So, you know, and that's going to be maybe – a completely different story next weekend after the Coke 600. Uh, you know, the, the calls and, and the lucky dog picks and lap down picks might be about how boring of a race it was if Martin Truex Jr. goes out and leads, you know, 580-some miles again. So uh, we shall see. All right, let's get to the last call on the Waiver on Hotline. You know who it is. What's going on, Lap Traffic Nation? Voice of the Waiver on Hotline. Calling in post Austin. And the way long time to say that one. Uh, a lot, a lot 
let me say that again, a lot done after that race or seven NASCAR Cup Series race at Dakota. Overall, I thought, you know, the, the sanctioning body was placed in a a very difficult situation. Uh, this is the first time, you know, the Cup cars have ever run in conditions where it was actually raining. Uh, last year, obviously, we ran the Roval and rain tires, but it was more of, hey, we just got done with a rainstorm and we're not going to drive the track because we got rain tires, wet tires, whatever you want to call them, so we'll run it there. But reality, it was running the heat of the day. So this is the first time it's been a torrential downpour for them, and I think they did an okay job at managing it. I'm I'm never really one to give NASCAR a lot of credit, and, and that's because – I don't think they deserve a lot of credit for a lot of the competition decisions that they make and their officiating decisions, but overall, I think placed in the box that they were in, they didn't do a bad job of it. Um, obviously, those accidents played a pretty big role in that, and they were pretty uh, scary to see when you have you saw two cars get airborne because someone just drove right up underneath them at full speed, so that was kind of concerning to see, but um, I, I am not a big fan of racing in the rain conditions. Wet is different than rain, and that was kind of more on the rain side, so I think we can learn something from this moving forward. We don't need to do a, a test at Richmond today, Monday, and test rain tires. Can we just... No. No, I'm, I'm good with a rain delay. I know it sucks, but it is what it is. Um, anyway... Lucky dog of the race, my man Chase from the same place, winning at Coda. I called it last week on the hotline, so go play that back. Don't ask me for the winning lottery numbers because I'm still trying to look for them. And uh, no lap downs because it's a road course, and who the hell doesn't like a good road course? Talk to you next week after, I don't even know what's next week. I think it's the Coast 600, so we'll talk to you then. Ah, oh, Mr. Andrew Kantian, thank you, sir. Um, you know, you 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 nailed it right on there, man. Uh, racing when it's wet is different than racing when it's raining, uh, and, and I agree. I, I think NASCAR did a, a really bad job. But one thing, NASCAR didn't have in-car cameras to be able to see what in the world the drivers are able to see out the windshield. And there was nothing to be seen. Uh, and that's just not safe. Uh, talked about it earlier, so I'm not going to I'm not gonna hammer home on that thing again, but uh, that is what it is. Uh, cannot wait for the calls and the picks after next weekend. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, let's close this thing out with a little Lap Traffic Fantasy. Just a reminder, to get your picks in by 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. Keep the Twitter interaction up using hashtag LTFantasy. 12 races to go in segment two. We're just getting things rolling. We got the all-star race coming up in a couple weeks as well. But right now, joining me on the line, uh, you can follow their podcast at NASCAR WTN. It's Stephanie Holler. Stephanie, what's going on? How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am so awesome. Thank you so much for taking some time. Uh, Lap Traffic Nation, Stephanie is in the Air Force, which, of course, so awesome. Thank you for all of your selfless uh, acts and all that. Thank you so much for your service. Uh, and she's calling all the way from France, which is so cool. Stephanie, uh, how are you? What's what's going on over there? Uh, to talk a little bit about yourself, the podcast, uh, serving in the military, open floor, have at it. Oh, yeah. Um, well, so our podcast is Fast Cars and Freedom, and um, we named it that because actually all three of us on the show are all in the Air Force, and I've known one of the guys for about eight years now, and I've known the other for uh, four or five years. We've all been stationed together, um, and now we're all a little bit separated, and obviously I'm in France now, but yeah, uh, we're over here just hanging out with the French, doing some cool things with them and our airplanes and stuff, so... 
it's uh, it's pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm sure I come back to the states anytime soon. Like I'm having the best time over here. But, That's awesome. Uh, How long have you been in the military? 17 years now. Wow, that's incredible. That's so cool. That's that's oh man, that that's that's awesome. Um, yeah. I, I I imagine with with you being over there and, and everyone kind of being separated, uh, does it make it a little difficult to uh, schedule time to record your own show? I would imagine. Oh man, we haven't we haven't actually been able to record one since I've been here. We've been trying to meet up and. It's on mid-shift, and Chris is on day-shift, and they're in different time zones, and then I'm working swing-shift all the way over here. It hasn't, it hasn't worked out yet. So oh. We tweeted everybody this week to apologize to him for it, but we're going to try to get something done while I'm over here. That's awesome. Well, I hope you guys are able to make that happen for sure. Uh, did you get to watch any of the racing from Coda this weekend? I did. Um, I was actually, you know what's funny? I was actually at a castle Saturday um, in Carcassonne and absolutely stunning. And I was driving back and I had my passenger like checking, and, like, hey, what's going on? Has the truck started yet? Is anything happening? And I, I luckily I made it back. Um, I think right after, right before the truck race ended and I got to catch the Xfinity and then. And it was horrible, so it would like it would load, and I would miss parts of it. But I, I got I got a good bit of it, and then obviously I was following on Twitter and trying to tweet at the same time. So I I, caught, I got most of it. Well, that's awesome. That's great. Uh, glad you guys are able to get that over there for sure. Uh, you you guys had a stellar week of picks. Uh, Chase Elliott, Ben Rhodes, AJ Allmendinger getting you guys week high to start off segment two with 140 points. Uh, my picks of uh, uh, Creed, Sindrick, and Kurt Busch, 93, not so well. That's all right. Uh, I, I had quite the, <laughs> quite, the, quite the good stretch going there to end segment one, so I will take that uh let's uh hit the standings here real quick uh like i said it's the first week in segment two so there are a lot of ties uh we've got pete curvin and stephanie holler with the uh fast cars and freedom podcast coming in at number one with 140 points we've got a one two three we got a four-way tie for second with 138 between brett morris matt miles uh steve uh krasinski over at dfs nascar uh, Tony Salt. Uh, then we've got a in third, Dane Guarva with 136, Scott Wagner with 135, and Tony LeBay with 128. And we'll get the usual top 10 once things separate out a little bit. Uh, almost half of the entire league has earned at least one bonus point uh, now coming in after this week because a lot of you all had Chase Elliott. And then over to the cumulative standings that's going to set the playoff grid. Uh, still in first is our segment one winner, Fred LeClaire with 1321. John Atwinsell up to second with 1311. Henry Fletcher in third with 1306. Brad Carnes in fourth with 1300. Pete Curvin in fifth with 1288. Uh, yours truly, the lap traffic in sixth with 1281. Michael Mason in seventh with 1268. Jeff Rose in eighth, 1267. Jeff Beaven in ninth with 1260. And the MOATF podcast wrapping out the top 10. Uh, Stephanie, I'm so glad you guys joined. It's awesome. There's like six or seven different podcasts uh, a couple media people playing in this thing so uh what have you thought of the league are, are you enjoying the league so far i am enjoying the league it's um i'm 
No, I'm really enjoying it. I think when we when the first segment started, we had a pretty strong like entrance into it. Like I think first race we were like in sixth place and then we made some really horrible picks <laughs> and then and then worked our way back up to like somewhere I think in the sixties or something and uh I knew that we did well this weekend, but I didn't know that we were going to be tied for first. So that was like, that was really cool That's to, awesome. see, to see it when it, I was waiting all day. Like, <laughs> where's this email? I want to know where we're at. I felt so bad too, because I had to delay it a day. The wife and I went out of town for a couple of days. And yeah, so normally it's Monday morning, crack of dawn. I'm getting that thing done. And now it was Tuesday afternoon. So, uh, hey, at least you waited for good news. I'm glad we were able to make this work last minute. Uh, what do you say? Are you ready to make some picks for Charlotte this weekend? Oh, man. I mean, I'll do it, but I really like I haven't talked to other guys about it yet. But, Fair enough. Uh, no worries. You can change them. That's not a problem. Just let me know in an email. Uh, Lap Traffic Fantasy Players Weekend 2 Segment 2 takes us to the roots. We're headed to Charlotte for the 600. We're picking for all three series this week. Uh, everyone still has a plethora of drivers to choose from from the reset. Uh, those that took chase got the playoff point, uh, which is awesome. I suspect a lot of people are going to take Martin Truex Jr. this weekend. Uh, will you hit pay dirt back-to-back weeks? Are you saving Martin Truex Jr. for some strategy? Uh, maybe. Maybe you want to look to some other guys. Maybe like Ryan Blaney, who's got back-to-back top fives. Uh, Brad Keselowski picked up a win here as well recently. Uh, who gets the win this weekend at the Coke 600? Who takes home the checkers? Who keeps it going strong in lap traffic fantasy? We'll find out. But first, it's time for our pick. Stephanie, we'll start with you. Who is your early pick for the truck series? Oh, man. So, Charlotte's my home track. So, this one's a, this one's a good one for me. And this is a race that I've been through a few times. And I absolutely love I'm so excited for I love it. So excited. I'll be in Paris this weekend, though. So, hopefully, I get to catch it. Um, I think for truck series, man, I kind of like, like Kevin Crew just maybe running champion, and I feel like he hasn't performed the way I expected to. And the whole September is such a long race, and I think that has a long race um, strategy. Like the team works really, really well. So. I like that. Uh, I'm going to go with what I expect to be a popular pick uh, in John Hunter Nemechek this weekend. Oh, bounce, absolutely. Bounce back a little bit from this past weekend. Uh, over to the Xfinity Series, Stephanie, who are you thinking with for that one? I think, well, I think it's silly to say because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say exactly what I just said. I think the reigning champion there, Austin Cindric, like that guy has just come out so strong this season. And for him to win in Charlotte um, this weekend, I think would be amazing. So I think that's kind of like a hard pick. Like, I want Austin Cindric uh, to win this weekend. I am with you. That's uh, my pick as well, Mr. Austin Cindric. And to wrap it out for the big one, 600 miles on Sunday, who do you got? I'm actually not going to go with the favorite. Um, I'm going to hold on to MTJ for a little bit. And I was really torn on this one because I think Harvick and Hamlin haven't had like a bad start. I think they got a great chance this weekend. I'd like to see that. And Hamlin have been sure before, but I think I'm going to go with KB. Excellent. I'm going with Kyle Bush. I like that. I like that pick. Uh, I'm going to stick with the Hendricks, only I am going to go with Kyle Larson this weekend, see if he can get that big 600 win. 
Yeah, I think that's a smart pick, too. <laughs> uh-huh, thank you. Stephanie, thank you so much for your service. It was great to talk to you. Stay safe, stay healthy, uh, and, and uh, can't wait to have you back home in the States really soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Lap Traffic Nation, how cool was that? Stephanie Holler, all the way from France, serving in the military. Uh, and, and as uh, we hung up, uh, she kept me on the phone a minute. Jets were flying in the background. Oh, so cool. Oh, I'm, I'm honored to have had Stephanie on for the picks. That's just incredible. Oh, I've got goosebumps, maybe a little watery-eyed, not going to lie. Lap Traffic Nation, that is going to do it for episode 242 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. Make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com. Go follow on Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, all that good stuff, at LapTrafficPC. Less than 40 to go for the big giveaway. Congrats to our Angry Brew winners. Go get yourself some Angry Brew coffee. Huge thanks to CJ Wolliver, Aaron Studwell, and Stephanie from the Fast Cars and Freedom Podcast. I've actually got to find somebody for next week. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Make sure you tune in each and every week to the Lap Traffic Podcast. See ya!